The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. What is a TISH? TISH, T-I-S-H, is a Truth in Sale of Housing Inspection. So it's it's an inspection that some municipalities, some cities here in the Twin Cities require you to have in your home before you can put it on the market. Welcome everybody to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. Today we're going to jump into a topic that's kind of gaining some momentum around town. And if you're in the real estate world around Minneapolis-St. Paul, you know what truth in the sale of housings are all about or TISH is. And Minneapolis is, they're in the process of making some changes to the TISH procedures or policies. Is that correct, Ruben? Yeah, big changes. Okay, great. And so we brought in one of our TISH evaluators here at Structure Tech, George Yuri. He's going to spend the podcast with us today. And we're going to kind of dig into some of these changes and talk a a little bit about time of sale inspections too yeah, in the city yeah. of Minneapolis. And for the record, I am a licensed. I was going to say you tissue value. I am licensed. Yeah. I'm yeah. a bona fide. He does between tissue one value. and two tissues a year. A year. <laughs> I do not, not George. I haven't maybe done one to, in years. Maybe That's, up to three. George is really exaggerating wow. here. It's somewhere between zero and zero. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big pain in the butt to get that license, oh, and yeah. I ain't giving it up. So what's the whole point of a TISH evaluation? Why is it in place in the first place? All right, go ahead, George. I'll, I, give, I'll because give you my spiel, and then you tell th- me how There's no I right answer. No, there is no right answer, but there's what people have said, and there's mm-hmm. what people have written. I will say this, and you've experienced this. When we go to a home, sometimes you can just tell by the look in their eyes. It's like, who are you and why are you in my house right now? Because it's a city-required inspection that has to take place. If you're going to sell your house. If you're going to sell your house for mm-hmm. truth and sale of housing. Both programs, for, at least for Minneapolis and St. Paul, have been around since the mid-70s. You know, when shady deals, I guess, were going down. And also, <laughs> Minneapolis wanted a way and created an ordinance so they could just look at a few things that are more like health and safety related. And it was really before buyer inspections became really common. And I think that's what people are confused by. It's like, wait a minute, I have to do this and now someone else is going to look at it later on. One of the big differences is that for truth and housing, we're looking for health and safety. So smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms. I just tell people. Protect the city water supply. The water supply, mm-hmm. backflow, backflow prevention. prevention. That is oh, huge. That. BF. Let's just call You're it the king of the acronyms that you make up. You, I have to, I have to Google every email you send me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is? These are just. But I'll tell you what. On this podcast, together. Bill is so darn good. Every time Explaining we use an acronym, Bill yeah. pauses it and he explains it. So, yeah, you do. William, he, he I have to self-aware. say, <laughs> I have noticed this in the past podcast. Yes, it's like you are doing a great job of pausing for those. Explanations of acronyms. Okay, so we're protecting the city water supply. How? Through backflow prevention devices and just making sure that that water doesn't get siphoned back into the drinking water supply. You never want the place where the water's coming out, you never want that to be submerged in water. Okay. George is saying backflow prevention, but I mean, even better is an air gap. Oh, yeah. Just make it so that the clean water never touches potentially dirty water. And that's just make it so water has to fall to get to its vessel. Okay. That's an air gap. That's the best way to do it. All right. So this is a health and safety inspection. It's on the owner to complete it so they can sell a house. Right. Can the deed be recorded or the closing papers be signed without a tish filed? No. App? We often will get calls. It's like, we close tomorrow and we forgot to get a tish. Oh. 
So then there are the panic calls to structure tech to say, mm-hmm. we need someone out there today because we forgot to get a truth and housing. Yeah. So that, that happens. But yeah, you, you need a truth and housing in order to, to actually close on a home. Okay. So now Minneapolis is shaking things up. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big okay. time. All right. What's the point of the shakeup? Well, wait a minute. Hold on now. Before we get there, we were talking about why you need a test. Sure. And I think this is an interesting topic because the published reasoning for the truth and housing program is to improve the city's housing stock. It's because of neighborhoods that were going into urban blight. Mm -hmm. This is the actual language they use. And houses were falling apart and dilapidated. And so we enact this truth and housing program and people are going to be made aware of the condition of all these homes. And we even implement a repair program and it's going to improve the city's housing stock, improve the value of the homes and make our city a more desirable place to live. Now, George and I were sitting in at a meeting at a large city. I won't say what or whom, but (laughs) we were sitting in on a meeting and I brought this up about what's the whole purpose of this. And the guy in charge over there said, well, that's not exactly true. And I just kind of stopped and went, what? He goes, well, I know that's what we have published, but that's not really why we have this program. The whole reason this program is still in effect is because it's a big revenue generator for the city. It makes a lot of money for the city. And that's why it's still around. Does the city start with an M or an S? Stop it, George. There are so many confused people as to say, what are we doing? I wish our government officials were this honest about why we have certain laws in place and what actually happens. Yeah, just be honest with people. uh, And that's what it is. I mean, people have asked, why why do we still have it? Why do we even have this program anymore? And part of the answer is like, it is so entwined and Mm -hmm. it's so, there's no releasing the tentacles. I'll also say, you know, if a city decided, well, let's just use home inspections because home inspections, everybody's doing a home inspection. Why don't we just use that? If you think about it, if home inspections took the place of the TISH, well, then we still have to have a process in place. It's like, well, then who do we send the report to? What Mm -hmm. government agency? So- Tish isn't going anywhere really for a while. It does keep people on their toes. And I will say that because of St. Paul's truth in housing, the only thing St. Paul requires is one hardwired smoke alarm at the sleeping rooms, by the sleeping rooms. And they don't define by the sleeping rooms. Wait, room. it's no, not in the sleeping rooms? No. I thought it was in the, every, in the sleeping rooms. They room. say by sleeping rooms. Yeah. I had a home what? I was at where they had it in the basement, the unfinished basement. And I said, well, that doesn't meet it, blah, blah, blah. I wrote it up, made people fix it. And then I was overruled and they said, that's close enough. Where was the bedroom? In the First floor. And and so basically, I eliminate what George just said by the sleeping room. Mm -hmm. Now I just say you need to have a hardwired smoke alarm, alarm. period. I don't care where it is because nobody's going to back me up. Well, and and, and somebody probably deemed that to be an undue hardship on the homeowner to then have to to run a new wire. Yeah. And if it's undue hardship on the homeowner, then don't have it in the guidelines. That's right. I was going to say 99.9% of every home in the city of St. Paul has one hardwired smoke alarm somewhere in the house. Right. Yeah. Right. Because this has been around since the 70s. Right. Mm-hmm. So now my issue with that is with one hardwired smoke alarm, no one ever changes a smoke alarm. I know that there are some smoke alarms that, that were installed in 1981. My doubt is, well, if I push it, it makes a noise that passes the test. Whether actually it alarms, if there's smoke around, I really doubt it. But because it's hardwired and would require, no one ever changes. So that's my soapbox. Fun soapbox. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the changes that are on the horizon the for big Minneapolis. Big changes. Yeah, big drum roll for that. Awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. 
Hi everybody, Ruben Saltzman here with the Structure Talk podcast. We talk a lot about education on our podcast because this is one of our core values here at Structure Tech. To prove how important this is to us, we actually teach free continuing education classes to real estate agents all over the Twin Cities. We've been doing this for years and we have classes ranging from one to four hours in length. These classes are taught by both me and Tessa And if you're interested in having us come out to teach at your office, all you need to do is visit our website, click on the education tab, and you can see instructions on how to get us out to your office. And you can also see a calendar of upcoming events. If you're interested in having us come out, please visit our website at structuretech1.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. And today in the pod room, we've got George Yuri here from Structure Tech, and we're talking all things Tishes, specifically in the city of Minneapolis, because they're making some changes to their program. And we just thought we'd have a discussion about what's going to be happening in the why. So let's get to it, guys. What are the real changes? Well, the, the changes are around energy. And now we want the houses that are that are quite old to be a little more energy efficient. What they're kind of comparing it to is a little like the miles per gallon thing. And when they first came out with the program, they met with some of the TISH evaluators and they had this list of things. And we're going, yeah, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. And it's things like single pane windows without a storm window. They want to know about that. We can document uh, that. Exactly. Yeah. We, we're, because we're looking yep, at it. We're already there. What type of insulation, the depth of the insulation. Yep. It's really just taking our current process and inspection and just adding a, a couple more things. We're there anyway. Why, adding a couple more data points. Exactly. Oh, adding a couple more spots of, of criticizing the home that's already been hotly <laughs> criticized, right? <laughs> this poor thing. It's been here for 100 years. It's like, no, you had, now you yeah. had energy to worry about. Yeah. So they had this list of things. Let's say it was a list of eight things. There were two items on this when they first tried. One was they wanted us to do blower door tests. And that actually relatively quickly faded away because they realized that was a bit too much. Because them. somebody needs to pay for this. Exactly. And it's going to be the person trying to sell their house. Yeah. yeah. What, what is a blower door kit? What are those, like 3500 bucks? Well, they're they're, they're yes. expensive. And not only that, there's a lot of Training, houses that are testing. sold in the city each yeah. year. That would be a tremendous amount yeah. of work. It, it would have been it, a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of training to do it the test right, too. No, you just put it in the door and you turn it on. Test and you get a number. You write down the number. Ta-da. <laughs> Great data you're collecting. It had nothing to do with actually finding air leakage. It had nothing to do with IR camera. It had nothing yeah. to do with a, an actual energy audit that would have been completed on a home. So they got rid of that one. And plus, every evaluator then would have to have a, a blower door. door te- so much equipment. It would be. And so. how long it would take. And Yeah. It how- takes a long time. Well, you have to prep the house and put the house in a state where you can do the test. So what, like an hour? Like, imagine having to go through, check every single window. Yep. Make sure every window's closed, all the exterior doors. If you've got wood-burning fireplaces, you have to mastic them off, seal them, making sure fans are exterior or fans vent to the outside are off. There's a lot of prep work. And then doing the test, actually setting it up, getting the computer going, the program running, running the data points. If it's a windy day, like you could be there for easy an hour doing that. Yeah. To their credit, they said we, that we're going to take that off the list. But I think their early estimates, they were saying like, well, we didn't think it'd take anymore, an extra half hour to do a blower door test. Mm-hmm. And we all shook our heads. Then the last item was they want us to drill a two-inch hole in an exterior wall 
and determine what kind of insulation it is and how deep it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a crossroads. I mean, we're saying it's not a good idea. Did you ever drill yes. a hole in a wall? So the weatherization programs mm-hmm. here in Minnesota that are around to help improve the energy efficiency of homes. I used to work for a company that did that. We worked with low-income homeowners improving their houses. And part of the data that you gather for that testing is to drill a hole in an exterior wall and see what type of insulation is in there and document it. And that goes into the database and... That's and that part of it. The, that affects this part of the algorithm yeah. that then produces the score. Typically, so many... we would drill in <laughs> closets and then just put a plastic plug over the hole when you're done. Okay. All right. So you drill in an inconspicuous area. Yeah, you mm-hmm. try. You try to find a closet. Mm-hmm. What about underneath the kitchen sink? Seems like a pretty inconspicuous spot to me. It's usually on an outside wall. That's a good idea. I think I ever did that. Okay. I don't that, like that because there's pipe. Yeah, well, they did that come area. up at the meeting. And, you know, we've all been in homes that have been, especially older homes that have been with the kitchen remodel. Oh, and they've redone the insulation in that wall, and it's different from all the other walls. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to, to do the evaluations, and I will, of course, dutifully drill the hole. But I just don't know how valuable the information is. I think that's what, if there's frustration on an evaluator's side, it's I'm going to this great length to drill a hole in a stranger's wall to what benefit. And you're getting one sample point from exactly. one wall. And right. you're talking about houses that have had, that are 100 years old, that have that had tons of work done to them. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they've re-insulated some spots and not others, or if they've right. had additions or any of that. All of these questions came up. And, you know, we're still going to be doing the whole drilling. When changes like this happen, we'll just sort of see how it works in the field. Mm-hmm. We'll see how upset homeowners are or whether there is anything coming from this. It's like, oh, you have fiberglass. Look, when you get a bunch of evaluators in a room, there's always a dark side that it takes. Like, what if they did this? What if, they, well, one time, you know. There Worst was, case scenario. It's, yeah. uh, we are bred yeah. to present the worst case scenarios <laughs> to people. You know, everybody sort of have these hypotheses. One that I think other people thought of, we, we're allowed to use a hole from a previous Tish inspection. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they buy the home, they're selling it two or three years later, we could use the same hole. If I'm smart, oh, I'm going to put insulation. insulation in the wall, <laughs> a little square of fiberglass, fluff it, you know, make it look like the whole wall. <laughs> That's so hilarious. maybe we shouldn't, that shouldn't be part of the podcast. I don't know. That just sounds like <laughs> great but horrible advice. What if you drill into a wall and vermiculite spills out? Did that, that come up? Oh, yeah. I was just, up. I've been wanting to ask you if that ever happened to you while you were drilling holes. I'm trying to remember. I mean, you know, I did that for maybe like one year and I don't think I ever had that happen. It, but that I ever... also wasn't aware of it. And I so I wasn't uh, really looking mm. for that. I didn't realize that it was If that ever happens issue. to me, I'm running screaming out of the house and I'm driving <laughs> off. They'll be wondering what happened. No, just uh, kidding. We are should you? put a link no, to our, our in our podcast well, yeah, notes yeah. about us. We don't have to worry about that because you're not doing them because you did zero. Oh, the yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like George did it again. <laughs> Mr. Vermiculite, <laughs> 2020. <sighs> yeah, I, I'd like to think that those are going to be the rare cases. So here's another thing, too. It's like that's just another data point. It's a thing that's going to go on this Tish, you know, evaluation, one location that we're measuring from. And then that goes to the person buying the house. Well, do you need a Tish evaluator to, to tell you that you're 100? year old house doesn't have any insulation in the walls or has very little insulation in the walls like it's not a surprise that an old house 
doesn't have insulation like a new house does. Like you can figure that out just standing at the outside and looking at the walls, right? Yeah. You walk up to an old stucco house, yeah. you can tell if they've added insulation. You can it. see where they've drilled and filled, but I guess the bigger question is is maybe it's it's just kind of a step in the direction of trying to get home buyers to be more concerned about energy efficiency. That's exactly what it is. And to pay to upgrade their houses. Yep. They're, they're trying to get an idea of what is the true total cost of ownership. I don't blame them for that. They they want to well, then give them two years of require that the, the seller give you know energy bills. Oh, that oh, was brought up. That was, right. and it's not but even an accurate way of testing it either because every homeowner sets their thermostat at a different temperature and exactly. is out of town for a different amount of time. And you you have kids going off to college at different times, yeah. and then right. all of a sudden you're just one person in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to answer a few of the questions that people have about the program, how, what, what, why, cost, so on and so forth. You've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. Hi, everyone. Bill Ulrich from Structure Talk. We talk a lot about maintenance on the podcast. If you're like me, I'd rather be doing anything other than maintaining my house. Problem is, my neglectful nature can bring unexpected surprises. So what's a fantasy football fan like me to do? Punch! That's why I recommend Kira Home Maintenance. They actually like home maintenance, and they're happy to do it for you. For a couple dollars a day, they'll keep your home on track. They free you up to enjoy your weekends. Check them out at curahome.com. That's K-U-R-A home.com. Gotta get back to the game. Welcome back, everybody. So, Ruben, off the top of my head, I've got several questions that I'm wondering about the Tish program. So let, let's start with the the why. What's the purpose of this? Minneapolis enacted this big, what do you call it, George? It's a you mean energy commercial, program. Yeah, they did it at the commercial property level, and now they're just kind of bringing it into the residential property. Yeah. The whole reason for that was this big pledge, this big commitment that Minneapolis made to reduce the carbon footprint for the entire city. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what the deadline is. I, I don't remember that off the top of my head. Three but weeks. <laughs> it's something that's going to happen over like next 10 years or something. Oh, it's, I think it's part of the, is it part of the Minneapolis 2040 plan? 2040, that yeah, might be it. Know. Okay, maybe yeah. the next 20 years. Well, well kudos to them. I mean, yes. this is, sure. it's yeah. good to bring it yeah. into the forefront. Yes, yes. This is definitely a, a good thing. Step we're going right to be direction. more responsible and we're going to reduce energy consumption and mm-hmm. figure out what are we going to do to affect residential energy consumption. And they figure we're already going to go into, I mean, what is it, George? 5% of homes turn over every year in Minneapolis or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And and so we're going to be able to get into 5% of the homes every single year. We're already getting in there. Let's start collecting some energy data. So that's why this is even happening. Okay. And the idea is that once people are aware of this, like you mentioned Mm -hmm. in our last segment test, once people are aware of this, they're going to start taking steps to improve it. Let's make that really clear. There is never anything that's required because of this energy audit program that's being added on to Tish. That's this, a very good, only yeah, good That's point. That's a super duper good point. I think Bill kind of touched on it, the whole repair or replace idea. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis does have that. There are certain items that are required to be repaired by either closing or assumed by the buyer at closing, but none of these energy evaluation, this part of the energy evaluation is required to be upgraded. corrected, yeah. upgraded. It's really, you were mentioning, it's more of an awareness. Yeah. Like just yep. getting people Education. to understand. Yeah. Yep. And a data grab. 
to some degree. Yeah, yeah. and I don't yeah. mind that. I'm a fan of data. That's yeah. br- you know, bring on as much as you can. I just want it to be accurate. Accurate. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a few other steps. What's this going to do to the price of a normal tish? We've been kicking that around. We don't know exactly. Right now, our standard fee for a single family home is two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. We expect this is going to bring it up to three hundred. How much of that is labor costs and material costs <laughs> for drilling the? All home? of it. Okay. All of it. It's it's okay. all the additional data that we need to collect. It's okay. bringing a drill in, it's bringing yep. a vacuum in. And the plug. D- the plug, you know, cleaning up the mess. We're going to use the Wallabot wall scanner before we drill a hole mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no yeah. wires or pipes or anything else behind mm-hmm. the hole that we're drilling. And and then we got to calculate square footage. Take an They're inventory. asking you to calculate yeah. square footage. Yeah. Right. They want to know the insulated attic area. So on a story and a half, which I hear both of you are huge fans Love of. Them. <laughs> 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 Love calculating square footage of those attics too, right, Bill? That's right. We need a volume <laughs> or something like yeah. that. You can just walk Send into in a, a room and it... <laughs> so, I, and I think they're... So the knee wall portion, yeah. you know, that's going to be insulated the interior. And then how do you calculate the smaller part? They're kind of okay with just sort of being rough about it, but they want that square footage calculated. This is part of the additional stuff that right. it's, it's going to take us. So, I mean, initially, we typically get scheduled to be at the property for an hour. Starting out, we're probably going to schedule ourselves for two hours. I mean, we're going to double our allotted time to be there because of this. I think that once we start to get this down, maybe it's only going to be a 50% increase in time. And that's what we're shooting for is a 50% increase in time, which is going to equate to a 50% increase in cost. And I think we're, we're being conservative with that. The time or the money? The, I think both. The money. I, I'm afraid that we're not charging enough. But I don't know. We'll give it some time. A trial run, maybe. Yeah. What other yeah. questions are people asking? Well, they want to know. Well, we already talked about how much time it's going to add. People have been asking that. Okay. When it starts? When it goes into effect. It was January 1st. It's January 15th. They Yeah, they changed it. Yep. They mm. pushed it back a couple of weeks. And they got to the point where they, they said, anybody that submits a tish, anything submitted by 11.59 on the 14th will be the original. If you submit after that, it is the new guidelines. Okay. Yes. If you're thinking about selling your house in Minneapolis in the next two years, truth and housing evaluations are good for two years. Okay. So if you're thinking about selling your house in the next two years and you don't want to have the energy audit portion done, you don't want to have a hole drilled in your wall, now would be the time now to get be, a TISH evaluation. Now would be the perfect time. I will clear my schedule. Weeks. I will clear yeah, my schedule. Four to do tishes yeah, over I'll do Christmas Day <laughs> I will do it's a Christmas tish well there, I've already had one uh, one tish earlier this week you know, I talked with people I said so when are you when are you putting it on the market uh, he said eh, probably next spring is but I want to get ahead of this whole tish thing that's happening he sure. knew about yeah, it yeah he knew about it wow. so it, he was was he, he an was engineer one. Uh, <laughs> nope just a smart consumer yeah. so my guess is you guys will have most of the answers so if a consumer wanted like a homeowner in Minneapolis had questions about this program where are they best to get their information from should they call the company they're going to hire to do the tish or do they call the city directly or neither one of us have that at our fingertips, but we'll put it on this podcast. Okay. Wherever you find this podcast, we'll put the phone number in there because... You're talking about a city contact yeah. or just... We should really have the answers for that. If they have just general questions about, you know, price and when and well, what we do. I want or... I want people to call that phone number that Minneapolis wants them to call. <laughs> right. I mean, they said it like Jam 10 lines. times. Yeah. Call right. this phone number with any questions about the whole thing. Okay. So there's resources in place to answer their questions. They've right. got two people dedicated to answer all questions. Awesome. Great. Yep. All right. Sounds like fun. Can't wait for January 15th, 2020. 
Can I add one more thing to that before you wrap it up there? Sure. Also, if you want to avoid the TISH portion, if you have a home energy audit performed within the last five years- That works. That passes for the energy portion of the TISH. You still have to do the rest of the TISH. And for that energy audit, I was curious what that was. Is so was it I. like the little cheap one? No, it's got to include drilling door. a hole in the wall and a blower yeah. door. Yeah. You yeah, can't you're get not, around a hole in your wall. Right. Sounds great. A hole. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to Structure Talk. We'll catch you next time. That's awesome. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com.